Get to know a talk show that's challenging the status quo, honoring a management legend, and common distractions entrepreneurs and managers face, and how to avoid the most common one. All that and more on this episode of the Business Life and Coffee Show. Let's get to it. You're tuned into the Business Life and Coffee Show, a weekly virtual mentorship show for early stage entrepreneurs and busy professionals who care deeply about finding a healthy balance between work and the rest of our lives. If this is your first time tuning into the show, welcome. And if you are a long time listener or viewer, Welcome back. This episode is brought to you by Jumpstart HR, which is an HR outsourcing company for small businesses and startups. And that is what we do here for the host of the show. But how is your day going? How's your week going? If you are watching any of these segments on YouTube, on my YouTube channel, you will notice that I am wearing glasses. And this isn't a plug. Uh, but I am wearing blue light glasses and I got these off of Amazon. Maybe I can drop a link to them in the show description in case you are genuinely curious. But I was trying to find a way to cut back on all of the harmful light that I consume from my cell phone to my laptop to television to all these lights that are staring at me in my office, uh, in my studio right now. There is a lot of research behind eye strain and the fact that if you're looking at tiny words on a screen, it's very possible to strain your eyes. And I don't want to get to, you know, like 40 years old, 50 years old and have uh, over exhausted my eyeballs. And so I don't wear glasses for prescription. Uh, I can see pretty well. I have pretty decent vision, but I want it to do something that could help me protect my eyes from eye strain and drying out. And I was just thinking about, you know, what is all of this uh, consuming information on my phone and on television screens and computer screens? You know, what is that going to mean for my life when I'm 60, 70, 80 years old, 90 years old, 100 years old? Who knows how long we'll be living in the future? But uh, I said I wanted to just try something new. So I'm going to wear these glasses for this whole episode, not because I think that they're particularly stylish, even though they are, but I've been wearing them for like the last hour and a half as I've been prepping for the show. And I can notice literally when I take them off, there's like a blue tint to the rest of life. So I'm going to hide behind the safety of these glasses and we're going to get into the show. This segment of Mama I Made It is our weekly spotlight on entrepreneurs and change agents across the country. This week's spotlight is on an award-winning talk show called Red Table Talk They recently won the NAACP Image Award for Outstanding Talk Series, and there's a lot of buzz behind this show. If you don't know, it's a show that is brought to you by Jada Pinkett-Smith, her daughter Willow Smith, and her mother Adrian Banfield-Norris, and I've got a confess it's a it's a guilty pleasure of mine but not so much because I um I resonate with the topics but the reality is that it's a a new show that's changing the status quo and so you know shout out to them for winning this NAACP image award but in my research I also found that they were nominated for a daytime Emmy and uh they were nominated for some other awards and what makes this show so special is that you can't watch it on TV. 
if you you've probably seen it all over Facebook, uh, there's even um, here in Baltimore there were ads and banners for it. But the only place you can watch it is Facebook. So what that tells me is that people are consuming a lot of content on their phones, on their computers, and they don't necessarily need to go to a cable channel or a network channel to consume content that they want. And producers of content don't have to go to those channels to get their show on air and um, have it blow up and be successful. So I wanted to shout out the show because they're pushing boundaries. And I think that this show, the Business Life and Coffee show, is kind of walking in those footsteps because as we transition into more video, this thing is going to evolve and take on more of a solid format as it, as it already is with, with the different segments we talk about. So I always like to look at who's doing things a few steps ahead and what can we do to make sure that um, the show, Business Life and Coffee Show, isn't that far behind, uh, is also on the cutting edge, and continues to add value to our uh, our listeners and our viewers. So have you listened to the Red Table Talk? Have you watched it on Facebook Watch? Do you have a particular host on the show that you like? Was there a particular episode that you liked? I'd love to hear your comments. So why not shoot me a DM, send me a message, let me know what you thought about Red Table Talk, and we'll be back after this break. Jumpstart HR is changing the face of the HR industry with their outsourcing, project consulting, and phone support. Enabling startups and small businesses to outsource their HR needs from anywhere in the U.S., from new business and legal compliance to employee performance management and outplacement services. Within the business community, Jumpstart HR is a trusted and reliable service. In fact, companies like Forbes, HR.com, and Inc. Magazine have all featured Jumpstart HR for their easy-to-use, hourly, monthly, and on-call support that is tailored specifically to each client's needs. This saves clients like you a lot of time and money. To learn more, schedule your free HR evaluation today at jumpstart-hr.com slash contact. All right, and now we are back with the Business Life and Coffee Show. Now we are ready to go into a segment that I call While You Were Working. And this week on While You Were Working, we're going to be turning our attention to an article that was in the Harvard Business Review but I just wanted to use this as an opportunity to uh, pay respect to a, a legend that recently passed away on March 1st. Um, if you've been to any form of graduate school training in management, business operations, HR, you uh, studied the principles of Jack Welch. And unfortunately, Jack Welch is no longer with us. He passed away on March 1st. Jack Welch, I would say he was a game changer. He had a lot of principles that uh, I even practice in my business, principles that I practice when it comes to uh, advising clients on how they should be running their business and um, more specifically with people. So Jack Welch, he started out... Uh, well, he's most famous for working at GE and being the CEO of GE. 
and he's gone on to do some other incredible things. But in the article here, it talks about some of the principles that Jack Welch had and his approach to leadership. Now, before I go into his approach to leadership, I, I started by saying that Jack Welch was a pillar in the management space. And there is a differentiation between leadership and management. And that is a topic for another time. But what I love about Jack Welch is that he was via, he was able to masterfully bridge the gap between the two, between leadership and management, and do so in a way that catapulted his company to become a huge success. And so many people follow in his footsteps. And so what I can do is share with you some of his approaches that you will find in this Harvard Business Review article that we'll include in the show notes called Jack Welch's Approach to Leadership. So one of the first things that he did is encourage people to get your people decisions right. So it says here in Peter Drucker's classic HBR article on this topic, he noted that executives spend more time on managing people and making people decisions than on anything else, and they should. No other decisions are so long lasting in their consequences or so difficult to unmake. Jack also believed this with all his heart. And so he was responsible for making sure that GE made their decisions correctly. And you have to make sure that your people decisions are right, not just with hiring, not just with firing, but how you evaluate performance, how you determine who is going to uh, get promoted how you're determined who gets fired. And Jack Welch is most notable for his 10, 70, and 20 rule. And so if you don't know the 10, 70, and 20 rule, it uh, it's definitely a, a management school thing. But basically he says, you know, you, you evaluate the top 10% of your people and you reward them. And then the next 70% of people he considers average and you keep them, but you encourage them to uh, elevate and grow and get into that top 10%. And then the final 20% is that you cut them, you uh, get rid of them, you terminate them, you offload them. And now th this strategy may not apply to every organization, but it's one of the ways that Jack led G uh, GE to be successful. Um, as a, as a global, global brand. So getting your people right is people decisions, right? Is one of the things that Jack Welch is famous for. Another thing is he was known to speak with candor. Um, he has a book called winning. And one of the things that he says is he likes to block smart ideas, fast action, and good people contributing all the stuff that they've got. So he likes smart ideas, fast action, and good people contributing all the stuff that they've got. And he doesn't hold back with what he has to say. And so he always was responsible. I'm sorry, earlier I said the, um, the 10, 70, and 20 rule, but really it was the 20, 70, and 10 rule. My, my numbers got mixed up there, but you've got the top 20%, the middle 70%, and the bottom 10%. And he said, you know, if you were in the bottom 10%, you were not performing up to standard, and so you had to uh, get terminated um, or leave the organization. Um, another thing that he did was he was insatiably curious. 
He asked a lot of questions. He figured out how to make things work. And there's just so many other lessons that uh, are found in Jack's approach to leadership. While we're here, let me just pull up a list of books written by Jack Welch so you can explore them on your own. Just in case you're curious about who is this man I'm talking about and what should you be doing um, if you want to get to know Jack Welch. So here on Amazon, I've got, uh, he's got Jack and Susie Welch winning. He's got Jack straight from the gut. He's got the real life NBA. He's got winning the answers. And let's see if he's got some more. Uh, Jack Welch and leadership. Uh, Jack Welch speaks. He's got books in, uh, foreign languages. Um, he's got a lot of books that he's done that I think you would be good to check out. Um, but you can also check out some of his YouTube videos as well. I think that that would be, that would be great. All right. So that is our while you were working rest in peace to Jack Welch. And I hope that you are able to connect with him and learn some of the principles that he had uh, in business. Next, we are going to go into coffee shop Q&A. Coffee Shop Q&A is a segment where we dive right into mentorship, either with a guest interview, a topic I've been thinking about lately that I want to share with you, or responding to your questions. If you want me to answer a question on the show, you can reach me at jprice at jumpstart-hr.com or send me a tweet or DM at Joey V. Price. My handle is the same on Twitter or Instagram, and I would love to connect with you. So... My question of the day is, as an entrepreneur or manager, what are some of the common distractions that you face and how can you avoid them? Anyone would be lying if they said that they do not have distractions because it's just a part of life. There's always going to be something that's going to interrupt your time, that wants to interrupt your day. Even as I'm recording this podcast, I'm getting pings, I'm getting phone calls, I'm getting texts. And I have to be disciplined to block those things out. And the reason why you need to be disciplined when you're on on your work time is because as an entrepreneur and manager, the quality of your hours matter, but uh, they matter more than the quantity of your hours. So let me say that again. The quality of your hours matter more than the quantity of your hours. You don't just want to put in junk hours because you're going to be putting in more but if you can focus, buckle down, and do what you need to do in uh, the time that you have allotted, you'll be able to, to leave your work at work and have a, a better uh, day um, with, and less stress. So what are some of the negative impacts of distraction? Because I don't, I don't think you should address a problem without understanding you know, what are the pain points of staying the same, right? So what are some of the negative impacts of distractions? The first negative impact of distractions uh, will be procrastination. It's waiting too long to pull the trigger on something. Um, That means you can miss opportunities. That means you um, are piling up your workload. That means you're doing all these sorts of things that could unfortunately 
hinder progress um, in your life. And so procrastination is a huge negative impact of distraction because anytime you're saying yes to a distraction, you're saying no to the thing that you need to do. And listen, I am guilty of it. Uh, this is something that I work through all the time. We'll, we'll get through some of my solutions that I've, that I'm working on, but, um, I, you know, will scroll through the gram. I will, you know, play a, a round or two of Candy Crush. I will, uh, check on things that, you know, aren't necessarily urgent or important in the moment and, um, go down that rabbit trail. Uh, I'll start conversations with people. You know, there's so many things that I can do or that you can do to uh, get distracted. And it really, it's, um, it's just a sign of um, procrastination. So that's one of the negative impacts of distractions. The other negative impact of distraction is disappointment. It may feel good in the moment to be distracted, but listen, <laughs> you're going to pay for it on the other end. You are going to pay for, uh, being distracted. Um, and you'll be disappointed that you, you don't have as much time as you need, that you have set yourself back or that you missed an opportunity that you could have taken advantage of, you know, whether it's, uh, not responding to an email or, uh, not calling somebody back or losing out business. You know, if you are distracted, you are going to be disappointed in the opportunity that passes your way. Another negative impact of distraction is um, you're going to have goals that are unrealized. You're not going to be able to uh, cross all the things you want off your list. If you're out here, you know, moving from distraction to distraction, moving from your phone to the TV to, you know, that blog that you want to read to that podcast that you you can't um, start your day without listening to. And yes, podcasts can be a distraction if you're supposed to be focusing on something else. So don't lose out on your goals because you, you want to be distracted. And then the last thing that comes and kind of like summarizes all of it and culminates everything is stress. Um, stress is a byproduct of uh, being distracted and then having to flick your brain back on and get into the work. You don't want to be distracted. You don't want to uh, be a procrastinator. You don't want to have disappointment. You don't want to have unrealized goals. And you definitely don't want to be more stressed than you have to be because of work. So you need to focus on the positives if you're trying to have a lifestyle change. And that's what we're all about here. We're trying to have a lifestyle change. This is an intervention of uh, how to block through your distractions. And so what you can have when you block out distractions, you can have improved mental focus, right? You are able to sit and focus and concentrate on something for a longer period of time. You're able to make decisions quickly about whether or not something is a distraction and if it's not and what you need to do to make sure that you can um, not be distracted. Uh, you'll be able to accomplish your goals. Surprise, you'd be way surprised at what can happen if you spend time working on uh, your things that you need to do instead of um, your distractions. I can give you an example. Um, what, something that my wife clowns me on all the time is like cleaning up after our daughter. And so we put our daughter to bed at night, of course. And then the reality is, though, when our daughter is up upstairs in bed or getting ready to bed, when, when my wife's putting her down, 
Uh, I'm putting the toys away. I'm doing the dishes. I'm resetting the house so that tomorrow it's a, a fresh start. What happens is I will get on my phone and I'll start on a rabbit trail and my wife will come back downstairs and say, I was upstairs for 10 minutes. You could have been doing this, that, that, and the third. And she's not wrong, y'all. She's not wrong. I could have put the toys away. I could have, you know, reset the pillows. I could have uh, started the dishwasher. And sometimes it only takes like 10 minutes of concentrated effort, 10 minutes of concentrated focus to really put a big dent in goals and just knocking it out instead of uh, belaboring it or procrastinating um, and, and just ultimately adding more stress because it's the end of the day, right? I'm tired. I'm, I'm exhausted. And so even if, you know, relaxing and watching TV is going to help me um, decompress from my day, it still doesn't change the fact that there's work that I need to do to get to com- consider the day complete. So block out distractions so that you can get your goals accomplished and you can be more reliable. Uh, you can be reliable as a leader at work. You can be more reliable at home. Just like there's so many benefits of blocking out distractions. So what are some of the common distractions that people see at work? Um, there's a study that I'm going to pull up very quickly about the uh, top distractions at work um, because there is actually scientific research behind the distractions at work. And uh, this website, lifehack.org, has the top seven common, most common distractions at work. And we're going to go from the bottom up. The first one is going to be multitasking. So multitasking, if you're like on your phone, on a conference call, thinking about your day, thinking about what you're going to have for dinner, all those things are competing for brain space. So you got to make sure that you're not multitasking. Uh, meetings can be a distraction, especially if there's no purpose, if there's no agenda, if there's no action items from them. You just wasted 30 minutes, an hour, two hours of your life just listening to someone talk when there's no real point of um, no, no action to take. Social media can be a huge distraction as well because social media is something that you uh, start on a rabbit trail and you never really re- um, rebound from because there's hashtags, there's photos, there's sending voice messages to people, there's um, updating and seeing you know how many likes you can get on a picture, there's checking out websites, there's ads, tons of ads. Social media, huge, huge, huge distraction. All right, the next one, smartphone usage. More on this in a little bit, because I do think this is the number one, but they rate this here as the number four. But there's so many pings and notifications that you get during the day that it's like, how do you even focus? How can you focus if you're getting alerts on your phone? I'm looking at my phone right now, and I have just in the two minutes that I uh, closed my phone, one, two, three, four notifications, two from Slack, one from Twitter, and one from StubHub. That's, you know two notifications per minute average. And that doesn't even include back and forth conversations in a group chat that you might be a part of. So more on that in a little bit. But uh, the next thing is uh, email consumption. It says, Tim, Tim Ferriss says, limit email consumption and production. This is the greatest single interruption in the modern email or in the modern world. 
Yo, I would agree with that because so many people even wrestle with getting to inbox zero. And I'm like, why do I need to spend time uh, with all these trivial, you know, spam and sales and all that stuff? Um, I have a system for looking at what's important and then I move on about my day because email can be massively overwhelming. Um, office noise is a big one. That's going to be like he- heaters, uh, clickety clack of keyboards, um, copy machines, all the sort of things that, um, can, can cause noise in the office. And it even said that, uh, office workers are losing 86 minutes a day due to distractions. So that's a whole hour, almost an hour and a half is lost due to distractions. And if you're an entrepreneur and you're paying your employees, just think about it. Uh, your employees, let's see, five days, um, one and a half hours per day. So that's one, three, four and a half. That's a lot of uh, hours that you are paying for someone to be distracted. So it's important to block distractions. All right. And then the first one, the number one thing is chatty coworkers. Now, this is pretty cool. Um, if you work remotely, you may not have chatty coworkers that can come to your desk, but you can still Slack, hang out, text message, Facebook message, Instagram message. There's can also be so many ways that people talk to you. Um, and it will, it can be overwhelming and you have to answer. You, you don't want to be that person who isn't seen as helpful, but at the same time, you want to make sure that you are able to have set boundaries in place for when you can talk to people and how you can talk to people. So the thing that I like to do, and I've mentioned this in a podcast before, but I mentioned that the biggest distraction is our phone and all lines of communication. So that's the chatter, that's the phone calls, that's the office noise, that's people trying to nitpick and steal your time. Um, you know, your phone is the most, uh, is your biggest distraction. You've got emails, you've got Slack, you have podcast notifications, you have text messaging, you have phone calls, and it's just our never ending rabbit hole to dis- to distractions and loss of focus. So what I do is I use a principle called the Pomodoro method. And with the Pomodoro method, you set out a block of time to focus from work. And then you have another block of time that's to reward your uh, distraction, so to speak. Like you have a healthy balance of, okay, I'm going to work hard and then I'm going to shift focus. So I like to do um, a 60 minute block of 45 minutes of focus. 15 minutes of doing whatever it is that I want to do. So within the 45 minutes, I'm setting a timer on my phone or on my watch. And I'm saying, all right, for this period of time, I've got these goals that I want to attack and I'm going to walk through them step by step. And I'm not going to stop until I'm done. You know, I'll try to hold off on bathroom breaks. I'll try to hold off on getting on my phone. Um, I'll turn my phone upside down and I'll do all these sorts of things to make sure that I can get uh, no distractions. So what you do is you uh, work for 45 minutes and then 50, 15 minutes is yours. And then you just repeat that every single hour. There are even timers that exist that you can do to, uh, or that you can use to um, make this effective. But if you don't have those timers, you can just um, use your phone. 
All right, so that's this week's episode of the Business Life and Coffee Show. I hope you are more equipped at uh, reducing your distractions and more inspired to reduce your distractions. I hope you learn more about Jack Welch and the um, icon that he was. And I hope you check out an episode of Red Table Talk because it's uh, changing status quo. That's all we have for this show. I will see you next week. With you.